Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? All righty, and we're in for episode 65 yeah, and another yeah. one. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to go ahead and start out with a RIP to Vernal Robertson Sr. Unfortunately, this Monday, my uh, my grandfather passed away. And those of you who who those of you who who really fuck with us and follow us know that the episode came out super early because um out of nowhere like I woke up at four in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep so I got it out early and about seven o'clock uh, I got a call from my brother and I uh, said about three hours ago that our grandfather passed away and I don't believe in ghosts but it's weird how how life happens that way you know what I mean yeah. like the connection yeah man. Enemies. So uh, I just wanted to, I, you know, I give a lot of RIPs for people who I don't know. And so this one was close to home. Uh, I'll probably rap a little bit about uh, grieving and, and how that affects me later. But yeah, man, let's move on. Uh, what you been, you been watching anything new lately? Yeah, I got I caught a couple of movies this um <clears throat> these past couple of days. And I'm saying I was in my um. I guess I was on my alien tip. I saw this movie, um, Captive State, which was... Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, it was a 2019 movie starring uh, uh, Ashton Sanders, which okay. is this young black guy who was in um, he was in Moonlight, which I don't know who he was in Moonlight because I haven't seen that one. But I know him from... That's the Mahershala Ali movie? Yes. And I you know him You should watch that. It's from, a really good movie, actually. I think I've talked about it before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, it, it, it's a good story. It, it does get it gets it gets touchy at times, but it's it's a good story. Yeah, it's universally what I've heard. It's just one of those things where it's just like because it's not really my genre. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just I'm just gonna have to see it on one of those days when I want to see something outside of my typical viewing um, choices. Um, but yeah, so how was that? Uh, it was great, man. Oh um, really? Okay, I might have to try to catch it. It was. Um, the only my only gripes with it is, is it was a little bit slow and uh, mm-hmm. they cock tease you with the aliens. You know what I'm saying? You see them. You literally only see them <laughs> twice for a total of like <laughs> cock teasing someone with an alien. Oof. I mean, <clears throat> yo, it, it was yo that shit started so lit. And I'm saying it started with like um, basically the the alien invasion happening. And these two dudes are like, nah, fuck that. They're trying to like bow down to the aliens. We're trying to, I'm trying to get out of the city and regroup. And he like, he goes out and he, it's him and his wife and his like his two kids in the background or his two sons in the back seat. And like, as he's trying to like, um, he like uh, breaks the, the, the roadblock and shit and he tries to get away down a tunnel. And he just see like these figures at the end of the tunnel. And they just like pink misted his parents, man. Like, Ooh. like the aliens, they have like it, the only way I can describe it, they're they're it's large like and how humanoid. When, uh, when Black Bolt killed his parents, they were just, <laughs> they were there and then they weren't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly how they died. Like it looks like their their skin is it looks like grass, but it, it can uh, not grass, but it looks like some sort of vegetation, like vines. But it tenses up to the point where it's like little shards. Or not really stars like uh, like needles essentially like huge needles, and they just like shoot Volley that out them. like yeah they're like alien porcupines in humanoid form essentially, Yowza. and they shoot their spikes out instead of just waiting for you to bite them, and so yeah that's how they kill their parents. Horrible. <laughs> and the movie takes place ten years after that event after everyone's already um, the aliens have. Oh, so he escapes that. 
they the alien lets the two kids in the back seat live. I don't know why. And the main character, uh, Isaac Sanders, is one of the brothers that was survived that that incident. So, um, what's really interesting is like you got this. It, what really drew me to it is it reminded me a little bit of Attack the Block. Have you ever seen that with um? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it reminded me of like yeah. Or John Boyega. Yeah, it reminded me. Why of, I want to call him Brian Boyega. <laughs> it reminded me of that like, in the sense that it was like an alien invasion movie, but in an urban environment, and like the cast was like hella black. So I was just like, man, how come I've never heard of this movie before? And John Goodman was like the other lead in there, and he was he's super strong. So. It was pretty interesting. I, I like where they went with it. I really like the ending. Like they stuck the landing on that. After a while, I was like, "Where's this going?" It looks like it look it, it started to feel like one of those movies where everybody loses at the end, but it it, it did a nice little turnaround and wrapped everything up, up in like approaching the credits. So I like that. Okay. The, the little denouement was dope. Um, and the other movie is I saw was Dark Skies, which was like a it was like an alien horror movie by like the people that brought you the conjuring and oh, some geez. of the paranormal activities okay. and shit like that. That one wasn't too bad. That one that movie was actually kind of dope. The only thing I really um didn't like about that movie was like the dad was the dad was like sort of the antagonist in the family because it's basically about this family. In this movie, aliens come and snatch kids, but for some reason they need to do this stupid horror movie bullshit before they do it. That's the only part of the movie I didn't like. You're like, why do aliens have antics? Thank you. You have interstellar technology. Like, at one point, the dude was just like, maybe I should, maybe we should move. And the dude and uh, the dude who's experienced aliens is like, come on, they, they have like interstellar, interstellar flight travel. You moving a state or two is not going to make a difference. And that's what got me to thinking like, yeah, so why don't they just snatch the kid and fuck off? Why are they antagonizing the family slowly over the course of a week and it's escalating. My thing is, is like, <clears throat> aliens don't take precautions because it's not like they're staying on Earth. So it's like, <laughs> if they're coming to snatch someone, they're going to yeah. snatch you in broad daylight. Yeah, exactly. We don't give a fuck about what happens here, bro. You're going to go to the bathroom. Catch me. They go, yeah. oops, and then they fly away. So, yeah. So that's really one of my biggest gripes about that. But, yeah. Um, so the alien starts doing... Okay, so the aliens, they... Uh, take your fears and manipulate that shit. So in the beginning Why? of the movie, yeah, exactly. Okay. In the beginning of the movie, um, the older brother is telling younger brother a horror story about the Sandman. So shortly thereafter, the Sandman starts terrorizing their family. Jesus. But you know, you find out it's aliens towards the end of the movie. But the thing that yeah, annoyed I, me exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds bad. That sounds like, that's like when you put it together like to that, that, it doesn't make me want to fucking oh, watch the movie man. to say the least. But the thing that annoyed me is like the dad was like down on his luck and shit, and he was just like in denial about everything, bro. Like, okay, it was fine when his son first started having symptoms because you can be like, oh, you know, he's going through a rough time, you know, he's he's acting out, whatever. But then his wife started having the same thing. She was like, yo, I blacked out for six hours. I don't know what happened. Blah, blah, blah. I woke up with a scar on my head. She was like, I did some research. He was like, I mean, to be fair, she was like, I did some research. It's aliens. He was like, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. You need to calm down. You know what I'm saying? But at least try to find a solution. He just sort of just sat there and was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. He was basically trying to stick his head in the sand about the about the aliens thing the whole time until the shit happened directly to him. And then he was like, oh, maybe we should get some help. But... 
Other than that, it was it was pretty interesting. Start um, Felicity from back in the day from uh, WWB fame from when we were growing up. Um, I don't remember <laughs> her real name. Something no. Jones, I think. No, no. Of no, I don't remember. Of no consequence. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name is in it? J.K. Simmons was in it. He was cool. He was the alien hunter. But he he gave up. He was There's the retired. An alien hunter? He was the retired alien. First of hunter. all, you're a whack alien of people who can hunt you. Like, if anyone <laughs> dines to believe you can hunt me, motherfucker? What? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, all none of his precautions worked. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, so he was the alien takes the kids. No, he stopped other aliens for other people before. Uh, okay. But I, I don't know. Like, it was funny because they were like, all right, I'm going to board up my house. And they drilled up the house and shit. And the aliens just did some, like, bright lights and wall shaky shit. And the screws just moved out of the board. And they wow. just, like, nah, knocked see, the, the... like lazy shit like that, nigga. That's lazy shit, nigga. Why are you doing that with telekinesis? You use your powers for lazy shit, nigga. Nah, B. Oh, man. Yeah, like, in the beginning of the movie, they, they tripped all... They tripped their um, security alarm. And they were like, oh, it was all the entrances were tripped at the exact same time. I'm like, what the fuck is the point? What is the point? And then the next day, some dude That's came so out dumb. and inspected the um, security system. And was like, well, you know, we didn't see anything happen with the system. So it looks like it must have happened digitally. So it was just like, oh, the aliens is digital. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, y'all are wild right now. But I mean, it was good for a chuckle. It was good for a chuckle. It was actually entertaining. terrible. But, you know, it was, it, I actually enjoyed it. Despite all the shit I say about it, I actually enjoyed it. I fucked <laughs> wow. it. It was funny. It was funny. I especially like it because the kid that got snatched was an asshole. That's why I liked it. That's why I liked it because he was a dick the whole... They never really explained to me why he was so mad at his dad, right? Because he's hanging out with his elder son who's a teenager. I don't know what his age is, but he's hanging out with another teenager that's older than him who's a bad influence on him. Mm. Now, the two of them go out into the woods. Um, The alien starts fucking with that kid. He blacks out and appears with a bunch of like... Um, branded alien marks on his body. Oh, At which shit. point the dad is like, yo, the last person you were with was this dude in the woods and all of a sudden you got alien brands on your body? I'm gonna beat that kid's ass, right? <laughs> so he goes over not, and fights the my, kid. My person is that the kid's dad comes kid out again. and beats the dad's ass for attacking his yeah, kid out of nowhere. Of and then the dad gets branded like the town psychopath. Yeah, it's... It, but, nah, me... <laughs> And the whole time, the the little kid was, like, blaming his dad for that. Yeah, of course. And the whole time, his kid was like, oh, you know, you beat my best friend, man. Despite, and then, literally, the next scene, he goes over and he was like, yeah, I think I know what's going on. But I was like, yo, you're such an asshole. So when the alien snatched him at the end of the movie, I was like, all right, for sure, I'm with it. I'm with it. At least the uh, the younger kid wasn't a douchebag. He was just he was just young, you know what I'm saying? He was just young. You told him bullshit about the sand, man. Alien started fucking with his head. That's not his fault. True. Feel me? True. The that other is a, kid a very was just unfortunate uh, series of events. Yeah, but the other kid was like he was like an outside observer to all this shit, and he started getting fucked with last. And he was still not at all down with the family. He was still he would. Yo, this the thing that hurt me the most about this shit, but that's just this is just the Jamaican in me, right? So his mom is a real estate agent and she <laughs> got the code to the houses to get the key out of the little box. Nice. This dick bag takes his friend there, the same older teenager that he was talking about, and goes and smokes weed in the house that his mom is like trying to sell. 
And I'm like, bruh. Pro move. You've, like, that's something that directly impacts you. If you can't sell the house, nigga, that, like, you don't eat. I just, like, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I was yeah, just I never know. that stupid, so it's hard for me to, like, see kids do stupid yeah, shit and then exactly. be like, that's realistic. No, nah, exactly. Because most people who did dumb shit like that, in, <laughs> in my experience, they didn't last very long. Yeah, that's, like, that's wild, though. But, yeah, those are the only two movies I really saw. Them shits were kind of fun, though. I enjoyed That's them. what's up. Um, did you watch that Old Guard movie with Charlize Theron? I started it. I didn't finish it. I got to finish Same, that. Same, man. Low, I started it. I that's tried. Hilarious. And then. That's hilarious. How far did you get? Not very. Oh, okay. So I got to, um, I got to when they secured the, the new black lady who was the new Old Guard, I assume. No clue. Um, <laughs> you must have stopped super early because that's like 15 super. minutes in. <laughs> that's why. I, <laughs> that's why I gave you it's that like look. Twenty minutes oh, in. Oh man, I know, bro. I, I don't you know. know what I it feel is? you. Know, like, is that like usually if a movie is good or something like, even in humans, managed to like, I I I was invested enough to like not turn it off. Not turn it off. Like yeah. I'll play with Kendrick while I watch it. Yeah. I'll cook while I listen to it. Something. It just didn't catch my Same. attention at all. And what's funny is like I like Charlize Theron. I like she would tell Edgy for you know what I'm saying. Like I fucked with the cast. Yeah, there was nothing technically wrong with it. I just, I yeah. guess what's technically wrong with it is that it wasn't interesting in the beginning. <laughs> like, and I don't say that to be like. <laughs> I just, I'm just being honest. Nah, I, it, it didn't really hook me that tough, man. I don't, I don't know why. But I have a feeling that it's going to get to a point where it becomes very interesting. Probably. And it's crazy because it's right up my wheelhouse, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm completely dog. in my I wheelhouse. Read, I, I listened to the fucking description. I was like, yes. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure why I don't. There's a reason why you've been in my queue for weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to try to watch that soon. I know I should give it another shot. So Actually, I, this weekend's a good time. Actually, yeah, I'm, well... I don't know if I want to have time anytime soon to watch it, but I want to try to watch it in the next couple, like week or two, um, for sure. Um, I did catch, uh, so I, I mentioned a few episodes back, back about Romani Malco and him reviving his character, Tijuana Jackson. Mm -hmm, well, evidently mm -hmm. he got uh, funding together to produce the movie that he's been trying to get made for over a decade uh, with this character. And and so I had to support my man's. I, I don't. I, I I fuck with him hard, yo. Like I like his all of his character. I like all of his characters. <laughs> Aim um, high, Willis. Aim high, bruh. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Yeah, yeah Jay from is my forty baby, year old bro. version. That was my first Romney Malco experience for sure. Bro, that weeds. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. Uh, he's on a couple other things as well, but like I, I, whenever he's a uh, he's in a production. I generally find that at least he puts on a good performance. And I like his side persona. Like, he does a lot of, like, not for nothing, motivational speaking. When I say motivational speaking, I mean more like just like uh, culturally informative speaking um, <laughs> on his YouTube channel. But uh, he took the his character, Tijuana Jackson, and finally got the movie produced. So I, I took some time out and I gave him some support and I purchased it. And uh, yo, it's in, it's very entertaining. It's a it's a drama with comedy undertones. I would say that it, it's mostly a drama, honestly, because like there's a lot of things that aren't explicitly spoken about that you get through the the acting portrayal. Like uh, Regina 
Hall's character, um, I really hope I got that that right, Regina Hall, but um, she plays his parole officer. And his parole officer is actually someone he knows from high school. (laughs) And their chemistry is super, like, friendly, but to the point, like, this is like a long, like, this is a deep friendship type thing. Like, this is the kind of person you genuinely should probably want to make it life with. You know what I mean? Like, if you have this deep of a friendship with someone and you care this deeply about someone, then you should probably... But... The problem is, is that she believes very, you know, she believes she's a parole officer. So she believes in the system and he is a convict. He's <laughs> this nigga, yo, this nigga's tendencies, bro. <laughs> um, Old habits that hard, I man. I highly recommend, you know, if you have a couple of shekels, um, throw it towards this movie. That's very good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, like just overall, like it, it's entertaining. It's got a good amount of comedy drama balance and and it's got a lot of and it's about someone trying to be a life coach so in the course of portraying his life you get a lot of gems you know what i mean and you see a lot of you see a lot of funny situations developed into life lessons and so um yeah like i enjoyed it a lot uh, it's called tijuana jackson purpose to Pr- purpose over prison and so yeah, if you if you got some time, actually I have it. So if you want to watch it on the TV, definitely take some time out. Um, yeah, just for my man's, get them get them the streams, get them the numbers, <laughs> whatever they get for that. That's funny. But yeah, outside of that, um, not a whole lot's been going on. Um, did you see CeeLo Green's um comments about? I heard he did not agree with us. Filming from well last well, week. He I was think saying that, I think that we were in agreement, but he didn't find it as a positive as much as we did. Yeah. Um, in which I I I I'm sad that I respect his his artistic acumen a lot, and so his opinion means something when it comes to expression. But I kind of understand what he's saying, <laughs> but he is taking it wrong. You see what I'm saying? Like. Can you imagine if our society and because we want our role models to perpetuate the upper echelons of society and we're not going to create an entire society off of out of Cardi B's and Megan's Italians. We appreciate their presence in society, but we can't have an entire society populated with people who are focused primarily on entertaining people with their bodies and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that we can't build society around that and so because of that (laughs) CeeLo Green finds that these women being given as much uh, prominence as they have is problematic because they don't promote an image that he would like to see or, or, or that he believes would be productive to the greater majority of society and I understand that. This is not the time for that, though. This is the time to celebrate them because they now have not just the inclination and the freedom, but they are empowered to put that kind of production behind the uh, their expression of how yes. they feel about sex. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so it's, this isn't the time. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to make a critique on the images that we perpetuate to young women, absolutely. 
I would love to have that conversation. What we're not going to do is have it while we're celebrating women who are are being given finally a platform to be as expressive as they want to be. That's the only thing, you know, so and and so I don't want to jump out of the window and say that CeeLo is crazy. No, I don't believe he's crazy. And I believe that he was coming from a genuine place. But what he did was is that he didn't speak in an optimal moment, nor did he speak at a time in which his point was being framed positively. Like, no, just just not right now. Like if you because I agree, like, that's cool. But it is it, what there that video is vaguely pornographic. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so young people probably should like we probably shouldn't have kids like constantly consuming that. It probably isn't going to to encourage them to you know what I mean? If they believe that that's an avenue to fame and money, they'll probably take that avenue rather than being something maybe slightly differently productive. I'm not going to say more productive, but differently productive. Well, I suppose that's where parental influence comes in and parental guidance, right? Absolutely. But we all know that in the communities that the children consume those videos a lot in, the parental structure is under a lot of stress. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they can defer that responsibility no, to no, the No, no. I artists. agree. I agree. I agree. And, and, that's, and that's the thing is that both Cardi and Meg probably know about how stressful it could be to be uh, a, a mother and trying to teach your child to be productive in one way when they're immature and they're watching images that are telling them to go another way. That's all I'm saying. That's it. And, and, and I just think that that's something to be mindful of. And I still stand on the side of, I'm, I'm down with that shit. I'm glad that it exists. I'm glad that it's out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Enjoy it. You know, yeah. There's the definitely was crazy. a space for it. What's up? There's definitely a space for it. You know Absolutely, saying? and 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 it sucks that there was a time when there wasn't a space for that because that should. As I said, I love when the women are vulgar. But they're mainly better at it than us. They're far more entertaining with it, at least from my end. <laughs> but yeah. I, I I I feel bad that CeeLo Green jumped out on a limb with that one and <laughs> kind of got his head chopped off quick fast. That shit sucks. Especially because he made a song called Super Freak, which is one of my yeah, favorite CeeLo songs. And, and, and I'm sure that he, the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure that he he respects what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure his intention was not to, to detract from what they're doing. It was it was meant to be more of a social commentary. But as I said, poor delivery, poor timing. (laughs) He's a good artist, but just as a public voice, he has poor delivery and poor timing in that respect. But yeah, you know what I mean? Shout out to CeeLo Green. You know, it doesn't detract from anything my man has done. Yeah. Um, Did you see Billboard's disrespectful ass cover trying to fucking remove two of the biggest versus artists off of the cover that was featuring the, the versus battles artists? No. Bro, even had Beanie Man on Twitter putting out a statement like, "Yo, it's a constant thing that they disrespect dancehall, and it's it's, it's sad yeah, because what the hell? Yeah, man, because they did a they did a promotional cover for for the versus battles and Billboard uh, because Billboard was starting to rank them or whatever. Um, but they left off two of the biggest artists, Beanie and 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 Bounty, and 
you know, there was a couple of other R&B artists that were left off, and I'm sure there was because of space, but n- in terms of, oh, not to mention Jill Scott and Erica Badu were left off of that shit. Like, it was yeah, disrespectful. Yeah, they clowns for that. Like, they were, they were, they, they were framing the versus battles as a American male thing when it was an international, you know, unisex thing. And, and, and it sucks because they don't, I don't think they take full responsibility for the disproportionate consumption of their images. Like, Billboard, it is important that you get these images right because you are going to affect hundreds of thousands of people and what they think about this. So you can't be leaving off the biggest acts in the whole thing because you, now you're going to engender it with a certain bias by putting all of just one type of artist on the cover. Like, come on, dog. That shit ain't cool. And 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 so it just I think it is very much more indicative of why we need our own. We need much more of our own producing these kind of things because fuck Billboard, man. Like, why is it that why is it that we care so much about their portrayal of our shit? Because it, it, I heard someone saying that 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 Versus was one of the the most grassroots organizations of musical talent in our in in the. In, in a long time yes you know yeah. what I mean it's yeah, huge sure. in terms of in terms of the the acts that were performing and how it, it was completely out of the label structure it was an, it was an amazing thing and so it really I really wish there were more um hip-hop culture centered or oriented outlets to display our thing our our images so that billboard isn't left being the arbiter of you know the mass media representation of hip hop cuz it's not going to do it well it's going to actually do it pretty poorly and that's what we're seeing right now and 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 moreover it's that's why i think so many people might not understand the dance hall reggae roots of hip hop and how influential that music form has been in the development of contemporary hip hop Because we have fucking people like Billboard generating. But, you know, that is that is to say that the artists do bear some responsibility to make sure that. It goes. And that's why I'm glad that Beanie spoke up and a lot of and Swizz and Timbaland released something um, in response to it. So but it just sucks. Billboard is trash. <laughs> Even though just last episode I was talking about like, yo, Juice World, gal, top of Billboard, pop smoke, top of Billboard. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like they only promote images of dead black men. You know what I mean? Like, come on. There's a lot of living black men that that had great albums too. But we'll get that's a, that's a discussion for another day. <clears throat> what else? Um, Royce called out Triple XL for having like the most ridiculously trash freshman lineup class ever. They're Triple XL now, or Double XL? Okay, Triple XL. I'm tripping. Um, <laughs> no, Double XL magazine. Or I, I don't know. Are they only digital now? Do they even still print? Oh, that's a very good question. Well, that's whatever the double double XL uh, publication put out a ridiculously trash um, uh, freshman lineup uh, and coverage on their most recent edition, and Royce called them out for it. And I want to say, like, I call out a lot of the failed gatekeepers, but you know what? Royce, in terms of hip-hop gatekeepers, I'm really glad that he's been getting a lot of the, the OG shine lately. 
Um, and and he's been keeping his buzz relevant since he started putting out that prime. He's been putting he's been keeping himself relevant on social media and music and in 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 like alternative productions of other shit that he's doing. Like my man's um uh, social justice uh show turnout is is serious. And so like I'm glad to see that Royce has uh I believe been elevated to one of the those positions as a gatekeeper. And and when he makes comments on shit, a lot of people pay attention. And 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 I think that we need more of that. Less abdicating of the responsibility of being popular and 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 more taking the responsibility of being influential and doing something positive with it. I think that for the most part, Royce is 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 a positive voice in hip hop, and and in the social movements that he takes um takes part in. But yeah, um, what else? Yeah, did you see motherfucking Apple released an one hundred and fifty dollar cord? What? What does it do? I, it's a cord, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and, I only, and I and I and I only talk about this because I, I do like to watch out for tech. <laughs> Just but cord. if you look Kevin. at the new the the pricing in the new. Uh, the new technology that they're putting out, the most, the ridiculously priced wheels that they put out, the um, the the more top end Mac uh, Mac uh, the desktops that they put out, their professional models. These these are all these are all reaching price points that are absurd. They're absolutely not catering to a market of the general public. Like, I don't know anyone who's just going to pop. I don't even know a lot of rich people willing to pop $150 on a cord. Right. You know what I mean? Or 700 and some odd dollars on some wheels. Or $13,000 on the top end desktop. And so I wonder if Apple as a company is, is nearing the end of its life cycle. Because that, because what they're doing is they're producing decadent items, and decadence is 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 a sign of collapse in any in any kind of organizational structure, whether it's a society or a corporation. And so right now it feels like they're milking their name for every little bit it's worth. You know what I mean? Because they're not selling a whole lot, and it's becoming more and more difficult to sustain. And so they're creating. Uh, items on the extremes they're making extremely cheap items and extremely expensive items and that's usually a sign that you're losing market share and you're and you're and you're trying to utilize like marginal uh sales values to try to keep your your profit margins high and that's not going to last for very long but um we'll see because i mean apple faces i think that what's happening is is that they're they're going to end up facing increasing legal um, legal troubles as they they attempt to keep their money offshore, mm-hmm. and it becomes more and more difficult to do so because Ireland is starting to be pressured to close that those 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 banking loopholes because it's fucking up the economy for everyone. But yeah, I mean, I w- I'm wondering if Apple is starting to come towards either the end of its life cycle or it's going to start. It's going to start winding down and become like a Dell, where it's kind of like, it's there, but I don't know anyone who buys Dell computers or <laughs> Dell website hasn't been updated. Uh, in. You're right. I've heard, dude, it's a Dell. 
Bro. Dude, my mom got a deal. Which would be interesting because Apple had a good run. And that's the thing that I think that people have, have failed. Like, it's weird in our contemporary environment that people think that, like, companies are supposed to last forever. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's a, it's a weird thing. And I don't think that a lot of people are aware of the fact that the history of the corporation in America is is, is starts with charters. Meaning that they were given limited time charters to perform their business and it wasn't until much later did the corporations start to undertake larger international endeavors that would require them to assure assure that they would be able to maintain those endeavors over time so the government began to give certain international companies uh, uh, licensing to maintain their charters for longer periods of time. It's you know it's not natural in an economy in a capitalist economy for corporations to last forever. They're supposed to they're supposed to serve a need. You know what I mean? And 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 ultimately, a corporation that that perpetuates itself off of like planned obsolescence and cyclical, you know, uh, distribution cycles is, is probably a corporation that isn't healthy for the economy because I don't think that because they weren't meant to operate internally forever. The reason why companies were, were given, uh, extended charters was so that they can operate internationally in areas where they might need longer terms than than was necessary for the internal operation. So when J.P. Morgan uh, built the railroads in America, it wasn't meant for him to own them forever. That's why they're public property now. And that's why they're in utter disarray and disuse. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he built them. And his charter was extended for a significant amount of time because those railroads went into South America. And in South America, they didn't have the infrastructure to maintain them. So he had to keep the corporation alive and profitable so he can maintain those international rails that were bringing in fruit from South America. I mean, that's just some basic history shit. That was one of the big ones. You know, Wells Fargo was also engaged in these kind of things. Um a lot of businesses that were involved with Standard Oil in the beginning. And, you know, I'm just talking about early 1900s shit. And, you know, so we got to look at our contemporary businesses and realize, you know, why do we have a, a, a technology companies that are perpetuated into the, fir- into, the, into the future ad infinitum? You know what I mean? Like, they should serve a purpose. And a lot of them, you know... Their only purpose is to to perpetuate themselves, and that's not healthy for an economy. Like, if you want to do that, that should be taken away from the economy. That shouldn't be. We shouldn't have economic things based on that. You know what I mean? Those kind of structures don't last well in a capitalist economy. Capitalist economy survive uh, thrives the most when businesses rise up, peak, produce, become profitable. The Profits of that business are rewarded, and then they're replaced by a competitor that was competing with a slightly better technology. You know what I mean? That's that's the the that's the proper 
capitalist cycle. The fact that we have these businesses that are just like perpetuating themselves at the top of their industry is is what drives down the quality of goods and services. Yep. But yeah. That's just that's just my uh little rant on Apple and how it's representing the the the, the telltale signs of of decadent decay. Yeah, but um what else been going on? Uh, the VP race uh, on the Democratic side has been decided. Mr. Biden has chosen the one Kamala Harris. You know, I just want to start this conversation out by saying it's truly an indictment on how trash the system is that in the time in which we need the most eminent attention paid to police reform and and abolition of of the current ideology of of policing that the democratic party would choose a person who is so firmly entrenched in the ideal of policing as it currently stands that there is zero chance that there will be any police reform coming in the future like fuck that system dude fuck the system that gives me only that choice that shit's bullshit. But with that being said, also fuck the system that now makes it such that I either openly detest a a powerful black woman in 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 a significant office at the in the service of getting this jack hat elected. <laughs> Like, she has so many flaws in which I would love to elucidate. But in doing so, all I do is elevate a fucking racist, nationalist, white supremacist dickhead. And so now, and I'm sure that that was the Democratic Party's strategy, is we're going to take this woman who meets the lowest bar of what it takes to be an African-American woman because... Let's just be 100% honest. And what, what makes me upset is, is that I, I have been, I'm very familiar with the Indian community and the Jamaican community. And I know they did not raise their daughter to identify with the American, African-American community. They, they understand the struggle. They understand that in the eyes of the oppressor, we're all the same. But culturally... She knows that she was not taught to, 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 to identify with the struggle of the average suffering African-American woman. And the fact that that is what that they're, they're, they're forcing, they're, for, they're, they're, they're using that portion of her identity politics to run her on fucking is so offensive to me. And the fact that she's willing to play into it isn't surprising but it's very offensive to me because <clears throat> i it's and it's not to be divisionist we i understand fully that that kind of uh cultural uh difference is mostly semantic in this country the racism blankets over us all the same <laughs> i'm not I'm, and I, and so i'm not saying that personally she doesn't experience racism. All I'm saying is, is that to, to, 
it's important to identify with people culturally because when it comes down to it, she's going to do nothing to change the material circumstances of oppression for African-American people in America. And it's because culturally, she doesn't identify with their struggle. And that's why it's important. It's not because she's not black enough. That has nothing to fucking do with it. It has everything to do with the fact that she spent the vast majority of her time outside of the general African-American experience, with the exception of the time that she spent at Howard, which is the the collegiate African-American experience is so fucking small of a minority, it's not even funny. So the only experience she has of African-American culture in America is the time that she spent at Howard. And that is not the typical fucking African. First of all, they have the money to go to Howard. (laughs) The average African-American cannot afford to go to Howard. That is not the average African-American experience. And so the fact that, that that's the identity that she's running on is very offensive to me. Because it's unnecessary. If she just owned her ethnicity, owned who she was, it would be authentic. And then the black community would accept her. But when you try to say that you're something that you're not, the African-American community can suss out all the bullshit and say, you know what? As much as you're running on that identity, you're not going to do anything for us. You are the top cop. This is not a time that we need somebody who was the top cop in the time of the worst police brutality that we've seen in the contemporary history. That we have seen because it's on camera now. I'm sure it's existed, but that we're seeing. And so it is what it is. I'm not going to slander her. I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to advocate people not to vote. Based on that, all I'm saying is, is that. I see through the bullshit. And that's not the move that's not the move that's gonna motivate me to swing to to, to the Biden camp wholeheartedly and, and, and campaign and, and, and show out in droves trying to get people out to the poll. That's not gonna motivate me. That ain't it. And I hope I hope that she evolves. I hope that she evolves. I, I hope that they can win. I hope that they can win. I mean, politicians are pretty good at evolving. That's that's definitely one thing they're pretty skilled at. Oh, you mean selling out the things that they previously said? Yes. That's evolving. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Feel me? Gotta know how to switch it up. But yeah, I, I just I just hate that. I hate that I can't genuinely choose. There's no there's no sides to choose here. It's like. I don't support any of the of the of the presidential candidates and there's a vice president that I vaguely support because I support black women at large. That's fucking terrible. What kind of how is that not an indictment on the system at at large? How is that not an indictment on the parties and and the general structure of American politics? Like come on, man. Like I I can't be the only I can't be that crazy that I'm the only one who sees like, yo, there's a fundamental flaw in the system. And un- unless we 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 start really organizing to address that that flaw or the, the system's structure uh, at large, we're fucked. 
There's no point. There really is no point. Just let let whoever who cares about that shit argue about it, and everyone else just don't give a fuck. It's hard to advocate outside of that. It really is because the, even if we turn out, the popular vote has been overturned what three times in the past four elections. So it's like so we're not going to deal with that flaw. We're not going to deal with the flaw that the candidates are actually bad. We're not going to deal with the flaw of the fact that we can't even we can't even just validate mail-in voting. We're not going to deal with any of the flaws of the system. Like what what are we voting for? Cuz none of the candidates are voting or, or or I'm sorry, none of the candidates are running on a platform of let's get some of the flaws out of the system. I'm not saying we need to change the system, which don't get it wrong. I'm absolutely of the revolutionary mind. But you can't even get a candidate that says, hey, can we just fix some of the flaws in the system? <laughs> like, that is how fucked American culture is. Is that they can't even produce a candidate that says, hey, we have a decent system. It's pretty robust. It's been working a long time. It's got some cracks. But we've got the power. We could fix the cracks. We got the spackle, we got the duct tape, we got the glue. All I need is for you guys to give me the permission to fix the cracks. We can't even produce that? Come on, man. How is that a high-functioning society? You got to explain that shit to me. I have an American right to crack. And then, and then, and then people want to tell me I'm delusional, and I'm like, yo, I'll just move. To, I'm, I, I genuinely think that because I've been to third world countries, and I'd hate to use the term third world countries, but I've been to nations that are not as developed as America. And honestly, I didn't hate it. <laughs> and you know, to live in a place where I feel as far removed from this kind of bullshit seems really fucking appealing. And the fact that that sentiment can't even get respected a lot of times is crazy to me. Like. This shit is wild. Like, nobody feels like the system needs to be... Needs to needs some kind of change. Like, and that's the thing is that they keep on saying, well, next time. Don't you understand? Like, don't, no. There, it only gets fixed when you stop to fix it. We can't keep pushing the buck. And if they're not going to give us a candidate this time that's going to fix the fucking system, then fuck it. We'll wait till next time. And hopefully they run. And until they run a candidate that's actually going to fix some of the problems in the system, then fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to homies freestyle in the backyard. And then when they're, you know what I mean? When, when the national politics actually present something, like, you can't get mad at people who represent that kind of apathy. Because you're not doing it. The, 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 the parties are doing nothing to reach out to them. And I stay paying attention. I stay looking for it. I'm, I, I would love to engage. When I hear it, I fucking... I, I, I do my best to yell it to, to as many people as I can. You know? Like, I can only do what I'm, what I'm good at. You know what I mean? And, and it just sucks that the system doesn't give a fuck. The system doesn't, it doesn't generate candidates that are willing to actually, like, represent something decent. And so, no, I'm not... I'm not particularly thrilled that he chose Kamala Harris. Um, if I have to say, if, if I find myself free and available and mobile with a local uh, voting station near me, will I vote during the election? Probably. But I can't imagine 
what well, I, I can't imagine disparaging anyone who said, I don't give a shit. Because you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. It, it, it's, it's, it's all fucking smoke and mirrors. I just, I, I find that it, for myself, it would be morally disingenuous for me to at least not do the bare minimum to prevent a white nationalist from going into office. Even if the other guy is not a white nationalist and he's just a regular racist. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, and, 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 and that is the bullshit of American politics. You vote based on the basis of moral consistency. Not on, not on the, the progress of society. Fuck the progress of society. We are so far from progressing this fucking society anywhere. The fact that we still let dumbasses like Mark Zuckerberg talk in front of Congress <laughs> is crazy. Like, that, like, come on, man. Like, when do you realize, like, yo, this is not a fruitful endeavor? It's yeah, not generating just, anything. It's not benefiting talk anyone. In circles. Like, until, until, yeah, our, our system definitely needs to have, have a lot of shit to, uh, addressed. And unfortunately, it hasn't presented any any particular candidates that have uh represented that agenda and so you know i i i yes i will i will take my time out to vote in the presidential election strictly and only because i i have to do the bare minimum to get donald trump out of office like that that is he is a bad person to have as the president and so, you know, I, I I'd find it I'd find it difficult to 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 claim why I didn't at least take steps to move against that because really and truly a lot of times our voting stations are pretty they're pretty well manned and 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 they flow pretty decently so it's only like a thirty five minute endeavor to go vote so. If you got the time and you're so inclined, do so because. Donald Trump is an imminent threat, but unfortunately, you're not voting for you're not you're not voting for anything that's going to to revolutionize the way in which this country is running. So, it probably isn't worth your time, which is a shame, because when you look around the world at places like Belarus, that shit is fucking burning down, dude. The Belarus. They're fucking arresting people by the hundred. I'm sorry, by the thousands. I think the last um, report was they arrested six thousand people in like three days. Jesus, bro. And the president of Belarus is hilarious, bro. This nigga goes, yo. First of all, it's my right to arrest those people. <laughs> they were in my streets. It's funny. And moreover. Go get a fucking job. Talk about it. If you it. had a job, you'd be too tired to be out in these streets. Yo, so I don't hilarious. feel bad arresting you if you're in the streets because that means you don't got a fucking job. Yo, that nigga's a gangster, bro. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the president of Belarus is no joke. Like, I don't even know... Like, how, So, wait. What do you do with 6,000 people that you arrest at one time? Like, you do you put them into slave camps? Is that slave camp status? Like, what? Because you, you can't you can't house them. You can't house. Like, I, I doubt that Belarus's prison can house six thousand Russian people just like that on a whim. Yeah, that sounds like a bad deal. You just just start putting them in concentration camps. It's more or less what I would assume. Well, 
if they're lucky. You think you think that you think that I'm about to go on some wild disrespectful conspiracy theory shit now. You think <laughs> Russia has got like a major project underway and they need they need a whole bunch of uh, slave labor, so they're like, "Yo, Belarus, hook it up." Nah, I don't think they would need to go through all that trouble. They could just disappear their own people. Nah, yo, Russia's population is yo, <laughs> bro. Russia's pop. No, they couldn't. <laughs> They couldn't muster enough people in their in their in their like non-urban populations. Like, do you you think that America is the only place that 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 urban sprawl is like a major thing? Like, all the rural areas internationally, every country experiences this, where people flee the urban uh, the rural areas into the urban areas. <laughs> you couldn't scrape. You can't really. And then on top of that, it's great people who who like know the language and are smart enough to 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 do labor and and even marginally advanced environments like because the labor ain't would you think they gonna have them in rice paddies? Nah, they gonna have them doing crazy labor like building tanks and shit. Yo, nigga, this conspiracy theory just got real, nigga. <laughs> Can you imagine, bro, if Russia is is using its neighbors? To fucking build a, a, a slave labor force to build its military might so that it can go to war with us because the niggas is crazy. All right, nigga, clearly nah, I have nothing to I, talk I think about. they're just, um, I think they're more into destabilization than really trying to build up a secret force. Absolutely. Like, it, it, like realistically, outside of the disinformation campaigns that Russia clearly like has botting. I doubt that they're doing much else, mm-hmm. but I'm just uh, having some fun with this because <laughs> that's crazy. Like, I can't imagine like that shit is really wild. Like, can you imagine like in our in, in the average American across our whole nation, which is reasonably, reasonably sized, you might get 800 arrests and most of those, you know, are very well documented, followed. No one's gonna disappear from those. They just picked up six thousand people. Yeah. I don't know. That just screams some major. That just that screams like something weird is about to happen there. Yeah, that's why I said if they're lucky, they were killed immediately. The type oh, of dude, the type massacre? of dictator that would just arrest six thousand people, then blame them for. Being in the street is the type of purple is the type of person I would imagine that would disappear people without consequence. Like clearly, but just kill them. Clearly, he does not value human life or care care about them people in any way. So, yes, if he was fucking, yeah, these a lot of these dictators are straight up pieces of shit human beings. Like I don't, there is no. Barrier to how low I think they would sink. Yeah, man. Like, and that's crazy. Like how how much emboldened these dictators are now that Trump is mm-hmm. is president. Like, do the Duterte's of the world and these guys? Because well, Duterte, Duterte has his own nuts. genocide on his hands. That guy's a psychopath. The amount of times they cite America. And Donald Trump as why they feel emboldened to behave the way they do really scares me. When they have people like Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin right there. Like, those are real dictators. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no farce of democracy. There's no 
farce of freedom in their countries. Like, we, at least we have the farce of freedom in the farce yeah, of democracy. Yeah, I think both of them dudes just officially declared themselves yeah. uh, lifelong leaders. So they have real dictators there. And they look to Donald Trump as their fucking emboldening leader. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, I think because the main difference is like when them niggas got their country, it was already like it was never a democracy when they got their country. Like this nigga's turning democracy into a dictatorship. That's far more impressive. Oh, okay. So you're saying, yeah, the the tearing down of democracy into dictatorship Mm -hmm. is because before dictatorships were taking over from like monarchies and theocracies. And so it's like dictatorship to dictatorship. Exactly. But now it's like, oh shit, you got free niggas to get get in line? Like, ooh, that's wild. That's wild. Broke down fucking... 400 years of structure in four years. Woo! <laughs> Woo! It's hot! Uh, yeah, fuck Trumpy though, bro. That nigga's whack. But yeah. It's funny. All right. Um, I'm just going to wrap on this. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that my grandfather passed recently. And, you know, I'm not one to particularly grieve a natural passing. Like, I grieve when people are taken from this world early. But my grandfather lived a very long life, very fulfilling life. And so the grieving didn't hit me at the initial, you know, knowledge that he had passed away. He was very, his health had been declining. He was ready to go. And so it was more of a kind of a relief, like, I'm glad he doesn't have to deal with the ailments anymore. And then, you know, I was talking to my brother on the phone and he really put something in per- into perspective to me for me that I think would be helpful to share. Because most of my interaction with my grandfather happened when I was very young. So, you know how old Jamaican men are. They, they interact with children. <laughs> they don't yeah. speak to children. It's not like he had conversations with them. My grandfather lived a storied <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Like people use that term like loosely, but a storied life means like you got, you got stories to tell. But we were too young when I mainly was interacting with him, and and then I moved away, and I continued to move around the country and so forth, and so life led me farther and farther away from him, and he wasn't big on the cell phone thing. He had his house phone. But I was young and I was running around, never really called in much. Right. But I would see him when I was ever, whenever I was in New York, I would see my grandfather. But we never got to talk, talk, like how you talk in, in length, like with adults, as adults, maybe once or twice in my adult life, I've gotten to sit down with my fa- grandfather, but that's not enough. You can't get a storied nigga's life in Good one or two sit downs. Yeah. And my brother really put in perspective, like, my parents didn't have the greatest relationship with their parents. And so a lot of the stories that my grandfather might have had, my parent, my father never got the firsthand account of. He only got to experience them as someone who was present while it was happening. Hmm. And so my grandfather never really spoke to him, from what I understand, about those type of things. And so there's a huge gap now. 
where my grandfather's life experience, which is extremely important to pass down, it can only be passed down in a vague manner. It can't be passed down from his lips. And those are that's those are the, the only way to get the visceral account of what happened. And so that's where I become remorseful when it comes to my grandfather's death is don't waste the time that you have as an adult to talk to your elders because they won't be here for very much longer. It's just a matter of time. And those stories need to be heard from them. They don't have, they don't smack the same when they come from people who, who heard them secondhand mm-hmm. and didn't really get that person's account. They have their own perspective of what happened. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't, don't miss out on the opportunity to learn because that kind of generational knowledge is huge. There's some communities that when they pass on that generational knowledge, it comes with connections and contacts and business knowledge and and the kind of shit that you can use to live the rest of your life on. And as a community, as African-Americans in America trying to make our own culture and community, we need to to stop breaking that chain because it sets us back as a community every single time. We need to keep that chain constant because even if we don't have a shared experience, we all have a shared environment and we'll pass down the information of how to and, and that will lead to a convergent experience. We can't keep breaking that chain. That's how that, that is that is a tool of a slave master to make sure that you have compliant human beings to make sure that they don't have a solid chain of history. They don't have a solid chain of passing on knowledge so that every generation is leapfrogging farther than the prior generation. And so that's my remorse. And that's, that's, that's something that I hope to break in the chain of, 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 of the experience of family in the black community. I want to make sure that my grandfather, my father's story is told to his grandson. You know, and I feel particularly heavy because I have the burden of having the only person with my grandfather's last name. I have the own I have the only child with my grandfather's last name and he wasn't able to meet him. And so those are the burdens that I carry. But don't don't make those mistakes. And so I, I share that with you guys to hope that you know, it encourages you to spend time with your elders. They might be crazy. They might be old fashioned. But take the time. You'd be surprised, especially as an adult. You probably are far more patient than you were before. And and if you just entertain time with them in a new light, you might actually enjoy it. But that's all I got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us on the uh, social medias. Instagram, Heron's Home Podcast. Rico underscore G sound. And I leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Have a great one, guys. Take it easy.